But today, we're going to talk about a little harder issues. We're going to talk about getting to the bottom of things. You ever want to just get to the bottom of things? Just, just give me the, you know, it's almost like, and this, this is what this will be, and this is what this will be. you just like, dude, just get to the bottom line. Have you ever been where you felt like you were just going against the wind? It's just, man, I'm, I'm marching uphill. I almost feel like my dad. Well, when I was in school, we had to walk five miles just to get to school. We didn't have no bus. We walked in the snow and we, you know, and all that. You ever feel like life is just like that? You just, everything you do, you feel like you're, you know, you take, get uh, one step forward and five steps back. I'm just, I'm, I'm against the wind. I'm just leaning against the wind. We're going to talk about that today. We're going to talk about a guy that you've heard before, and his name is Jacob. If you have your Bible, you want to turn to Genesis 32, 24 through 28. <laughs> I'm just going to read this, and I want you to just kind of grab, I hope some things jump out for you, but I'm, this first line, Jacob was left alone. Do you know sometimes when you are going to find who you really need to be or who you are with God is when you are alone. A lot of us, we like company just because we hide in company. You know what I'm saying? We're just, you know, we can be this, we can be the life of the party, but mm. if you've ever lost anybody close to you, and it's tough at a funeral home, but sooner or later you've got to go home, and everybody else has to go back to their home. Sooner or later we have to understand it's just going to be us and God. So this is the story. Jacob was left alone, and a man wrestled with him until the breaking of day. Now when he saw that he did not prevail against him, he touched the socket of his hip. The socket of Jacob's hip was out of joint with him, and he said, Let me go for the day breaks. But he said, This is Jacob talking now, I will not let you go unless you bless me. So he said to him, What is your name? He said, Jacob. And he said, Your name shall no longer be called Jacob, but Israel, for you have struggled with God and with man and have prevailed. I want to talk about pushing against the wind today, and I want to bring this story out so that we can understand it just a little bit. Here's our first point for this morning. Fear stops you. That's one of the enemy's biggest arsenals. If he can get you afraid and he can get you to stop, then he is winning. If he can get you just to second guess everything, well, what happens? There is, life is full of what ifs. How many understand that? There's a lot of things that he's going to try to tell you. What if this? What if they, what if they talk? What if they, you know what? People tell me, what if they talk about me? Can I just say they're talking about you now? It really doesn't matter. They're going to talk. Just let them talk if they want to talk. If that's all they can do, talk is cheap. Jacob was really scared. And I'm going to just kind of set the scene. There's 400 guys after Jacob and his family. 400. His brother Esau was coming. Now, I want you to remember earlier, he had stolen his brother's birthright. As the story goes in the beginning, Jacob, he was a deceiver. He was a liar. He stole his brother's birthright. If you remember, their father was dying, and the birthright went to the firstborn. Jacob manipulated his way in there. Esau was hairy. Okay? I should have Gibby come up and stand beside me, and you can get that picture. Where are you at, Gib? There you are, my man, back in the back there. That, that dude, man, he probably shaved this morning and has got a full beard now. That guy, I'm telling you. <laughs> so anyway, Jacob puts on fur coat or whatever, and he goes up to his, his dad before Esau, and he wants the blessing. And his dad feels him and says, what's your name? And he says, my name is Esau. Now, this is Jacob, and he's lying. And his dad says, well, you sound like Jacob. 
but you feel like Esau. And you know the rest of the story. He gets blessed before his brother. Now his brother now is ticked, so he's coming back. He's coming after him. I mean, and he's mad. He's not just like, hey, it's a family reunion. I brought the lasagna. He's not doing that. He's like, I want to kill you. I want to wipe you out and your family because then the bloodline comes back to me. So Jacob is afraid. And the Bible says he was greatly distressed because he knew his future was not looking good. His, his family was in danger and he was desperate. Have you ever been desperate this morning? So he began to cry out to God. And this is what he's saying. God, you have to help me. Esau's coming. Esau's my problem. You, you got to help me. Now, this is true. This is an issue coming. But God is going to do something. This is Jacob's problem, but it's not his problem. Some of us are saying, it's this. Look what they did to me. Look how they treated me. Look what they've done. And we are saying, that's our problem. And it may be a problem, but it might not be the real problem. Jacob thought he had too much Esau. And that was the problem in his mind. God was thinking, you have too much Jacob. Sometimes what we think is the real problem isn't. And we find out the real problem is us. You see, Jacob is really, if he's really, and we're going to get to this, if he's really going to get down to what needs to happen, he's really dealing with him. Because how many knows in the Bible there is a law called sowing and reaping? And now this problem is coming. And see, so don't we do the same thing? We, 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 cause, we do this and this, and then we say, God, you've got to help me. God, you got to stop these creditors from coming. you got to stop these guys from coming. you got to help get me out of debt. I need a miracle. Here's, here's what you need. Quit signing the papers. Quit doing it. Quit taking your car. Because I'm telling you, I understand good intentions. We have the T-shirt for good intentions, Kim and I. You know, well, I'm going to put this on the card, and I know by 30 days I'm going to have this money. I'll pay that off. How many have ever done that? And thousands of dollars later, you don't even know what, how that card got that way. Your intentions were good. Our second point this morning is God goes to the root so you get the fruit. He wants to go to the problem so that you can finally get past it. He wants to get to what is really the cause. You know, you can tell people, there's people that you can give something to eat or you can teach them to do something so they can eat for life. I stop, you know, and I, I, I want you to hear my heart. I'm not being uncompassionate. But I stopped at uh, somebody that was standing by the freeway with a sign. Hungry. Kids are starving. We'll work for food. Have you seen those? Does that not play on your heart? You're like, ah, because, but there's also an element like, how much of that is true? You're like, oh, I don't know. I rolled down the window and I said, come here. And he came over and I said, listen, I got some work at the church to do. I'm, I'm telling you, I got at least four hours of work I can give you to do. I'll pay you $10 an hour. And that was, this is several years ago. And that was way above minimum. I'll pay you $10 an hour. I got at least four hours of work. And I thought if, if he can get it done before four hours, I'll still pay him just as if he did four hours. So I'm going to give him 40 bucks. And, and if you know me, I'd have probably given him a lot more. 
And you know what he said? Why would I do that? I'll make more money 10 minutes just standing here holding a sign. I'm like, I'm done. Thank you. Okay, is everybody like that? No. But again, what's the problem? God wants to get to the root. Even if somebody gave him all that money, there's still an issue far past what the money is. Because that money will be here today and gone tomorrow. God can handle your Esau's. He can handle whatever you're up against. God can handle anything. There's no problem that God can't handle. The issue isn't too much Esau. It was too much Jacob. What God is saying is by the time I get through with you this night, when we are done wrestling, you'll no longer be Jacob. No more Jacob. We'll get to the issue. We'll get down to what is really going on. You'll not leave here the way you came. I'm going to get down to the raw deal. I'm going to get down to where there's no more excuses. I'm sick of struggling with some of the... Have you ever struggled with the same issue over and 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 over? Feel like Fred Flintstone with Dino chasing you running past that same window. And you're like, how big is that? That house is huge. But, you know, we, we do that. We just, and we, you know, and, and I understand. And there, I know some excuses maybe are reasons. I get it. But literally, I had somebody tell me one time, you know, I just can't find a job. And they've had like 80. Sooner or later, you got to say, hmm, maybe I got some issues I got to deal with. I don't want to leave here like I came. See, God wants to change your name. He tells Jacob, no longer are you going to be Jacob. I'm going to call you Israel. And that means prince. He tells him, you shall have power with God and favor with men. So God has got a plan and a purpose for every person. If you're here today and you're hearing me, he's got a plan. He's got a purpose for you. If people are going to download this off the website or they're going to get it on a CD or whatever, he's got a plan. He's got a purpose for you. It is bigger than what you see now. It's you. I mean, if you could picture with me yourself free, whatever's plaguing you, if it's your weight, picture yourself skinny. I got to do that. I'm telling you, this young lady here in the front row, I bet you're almost 40 now. She was just Saturday, was it Saturday, Saturday, 38 pounds in how long? Just since the beginning of the year, January something. I mean, she's a diet machine. You want to know some keys? Go talk to Heidi. What I'm saying is, you know what she said? She said, I had to change my mindset. You know what? You got to change your picture. You got to start seeing yourself the way God would see you. Could you see yourself without a house payment? If you can't see yourself that way, it's going to be hard to believe that. What, what could you do with that? What God, we could, I could give, I could travel, I could do whatever you told me to do with that. Mm. God has a plan and a purpose. He wants to bless you. I, I believe God wants to give you power with him and favor with man. And I'm believing that for me. When I begin to do what God says, it causes his blessing to be in my life to such a degree that if people don't like it, they, that's, it don't matter. It doesn't affect me. It's like water off a duck's back. If people try to curse you, it's not going to stop me. If they try to stop me, I'm going to keep going. If they want to be haters, I'm still going to keep going. If they try to attack me, I'm still going to keep moving. They can't get to me because the blessing that commands from God, his protection 
and I'm just going to wrestle with him till I get what he has for me. He'll give me power with him and favor with man. Everybody say power with God and favor with man. Wow. The Bible says in Hosea that he was weeping and wrestling, weeping and wrestling. He was desperate. Here's our third point this morning. Desperate times call for desperate measures. Desperate times call for desperate measures. If you want things to change so, so much, what are you going to do about it? What are you going to do about it? What are you going to do different than what you've done before? Because if what you've done before didn't give you any results, you might want to change what you're doing so you can do something else. If the horse is dead, dismount and find another ride because you can't go nowhere. We need to wrestle with God about our families. We need to wrestle with God to get ourselves out of the way. God, just what do you want? How do, how do you want me to lead this family? What is, your, what is your vision for this family? What is the purpose? Guys, it's okay if you cry. We grew up in, a, in the time, big boys don't cry. How many remember that? Huh. It's okay if you cry. If you're seeking God and he's touching your heart and you, you know, there's nothing wrong with crying. The Bible says all night he wrestled and he wept. He was broken. He was desperate. I'm just going to say, this might have been the original UFC match. Something, MMA, something. I mean, you got to be desperate if you're going to wrestle with an angel. I, I've seen angels in my lifetime, and them, them guys are big. I don't want to wrestle with them. If I would not have to wrestle, because that just doesn't seem right. They're not even in the same weight division. That, you know, I said it earlier, I said it'd be like me wrestling with Maddie. <laughs> Maddie's probably thinking, I can take him. <laughs> the Bible says, Psalm 8, 5, you, uh, for you have made him a little lower than the angels and you have crowned him with glory and honor. It said in Psalm 120 that angels excel in strength and one angel, listen to this, one angel slew 185,000 men in the Old Testament. One angel. <laughs> you want to wrestle? I, I think I'm busy. But he's desperate, and he wouldn't let go. And he found out this. I can't get it anywhere else. I can't find my answer in a self-help book. I can't find my answer in the pastor. I can't find my answer in my friends. i got to get to God. I've got to find God. God, you are the only. You are my source. You have my answer. Do you know you can do something the way somebody else did, and because if that's not what God called you to do, it may not work for you, but it worked for them? There are churches that were formed and they just duplicated something that everybody did. There's nothing wrong with duplication if God is behind it. That's cool. Laws of the kingdom. If you can duplicate those laws, they'll work for you. Period. Doesn't matter who you are. But if God didn't tell you to duplicate, like, you know, do church this way, do this, or that, then they just find out that oh, I just, I, then we try to force things. And it's not there. I had a lady tell me one time, you need to give me a word every week. Well, I will. I'll give it to you from the Word. No, no, a personal prophecy every week. I mean, do you see a blue light flying around here? I don't know. This isn't Kmart. 
<laughs> attention shoppers. Brett's over in aisle four. We'll give you a word if you just run over there right now. I mean, that's just not how it works. I'd be like, oh, I'll give you a word if he gives it to me, but if he doesn't give it to me, you want me to make it up? She got offended. Of course, I probably could have said it different. But... <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> anyway, he's desperate. <laughs> See ya. <clears throat> but this is what Jacob declares. I am not letting you go till you bless me. I am not letting you go till you bless me. You know, in the natural, the odds are against him. I mean, how do you even stand up against an angel? And theologians say this wasn't just an angel. They're saying this was the Lord. I mean, so I, could you imagine? Could you imagine wrestling? I mean, when you wrestle, you are like in each other's face. You are like sweating. Could you imagine looking in the eyes of the Father of Could you imagine looking in God's eyes, the eyes that could penetrate your very soul, and, and you're wrestling with him, and he's just kind of holding you? He's just holding you. Odds are not in your favor. You have to kind of lean. Sometimes you just feel like I'm just running against the wind. You ever heard stories of people in, in weird situations, like in a car wreck, and the, the kid was still in the car, and somebody runs over, and they just rip the door off the car. And they pull the kid out, and they're like, how did that happen? And they go, I don't know. He just had to get out. The car was on fire. I had to get him out of there. And they had these supernatural feats of strength. That's amazing. I think God is, is a God that he pulls so many cool things out. And this is going to sound silly, but I kind of, you know, I don't think Samson looked like Arnold Schwarzenegger. I don't. I mean, you know, if he looked like Arnold Schwarzenegger, he'd be like, I'll be back. Put my hands on the pillars. I mean, I mean the guy, you know, he's just like, he looks like Brutus Beefcake. I think, I think Samson looked like Barney Five. Because nobody expected the strength because God put his super with his natural. And they're like, how does that happen? I think that would just, I mean, when you look at somebody that's like Arnold, you're almost like, dude, he could pick up a car. But you look at somebody that is like Miss Kim and they can pick up a car, you'd be like, hmm. she could probably pick up a car. That girl moved a piano clear across our floor one day. I mean, I can't move the piano hardly. I came home from work and I'm like, how'd the piano get over there? I moved it. How did you move it? I just got on the floor and pushed my legs up again. Okay. Don't mess with a four foot eleven, ninety five pounds. She will take you down. See, Jacob was he was done playing games. This he wasn't in a friendly match. This wasn't a con. This was his life. He had got to the point where now he's got nothing else to draw back on. This is, I, I'm at my lowest point. Esau's coming. God, I, I gotta have some. I can't keep living this way. Are you listening today? Are you at a point where you're like, I'm tired of this game. I, 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 I get better. I feel God. I go home. And within a day or two, I'm right back at it. Isn't it time to be free? Are you, are you done? I'm, you're desperate. Are you tired of being depressed? Tired of the guilt? 
Turn to your neighbor and say, I'm, I'm coming out. That doesn't mean you're coming out of the closet, so don't get all weird on me. Just trying to state a case here. You're coming out from where you were before. Coming out of all that stuff. Our fourth point this morning, it's going to take surrender. It's going to take surrender. If you really want to change, you're going to have to do just like I said Heidi did. You're going to have to change the picture in your mind. You're going to have to change what you had thought. Change how you see yourself. Change how it's always going to be this way. You've got to change that. That is a lie. And as long as you believe that, you can't change. You're going to have to press against the wind. You're going to have to go against the current. You're going to have to swim upstream. Brett, it's going to be hard. You bet your sweet bippy it might be hard, but you can do it. You can do it because now you're getting down to what needs to happen. Now you're going to finally see success. Now something's going to trigger. Now something's going to make the difference. Now the current's flowing to the right direction. Now you see possibilities. Now you see yourself free. Now you see yourself. Notice this. I believe the angel, Jesus, could have just, he could have just taken him. I mean, really, how hard would that be for Jesus? I mean, how could that be? This, I mean, this is like Benny Hinn times five million trillion. You know what I'm saying? But see, Jesus, this is what he's interested in. He's interested not in hurting you, not in destroying you. He wants to change you. That's what he wants. He wants to change you. He held on to him till there was no more fight. Till he was done. Till there's no more Jacob. You see, Jacob means liar, deceiver. You, I told you he stole his birthright. Jacob was the original weatherman. He was always shady and partly cloudy. He was always trying to find some angle. Do something. That would just be a little not straight. God wanted to get the Jacob out of Jacob. So he could reach his full potential. The reason that you have pressure. Listen to me. The reason you have pressure and it's allowed is because it's not to kill you. It's not to depress you. But it's to change you. It's to motivate you to say, you know what? You know how, and I said this before. Do you know how a mother eagle gets her eaglets out of the nest. She takes away the soft, I mean, their nest is all thorny, so she takes all the cushion out. So then when they're around in there, they're like, ooh, ooh, and they gotta, <laughs> that's what they, well, I don't know if they do that, but they gotta get out of the nest because it's just not comfortable. So God, God's gonna allow pressure so that you're like, I can't take this anymore. I mean, if I could coin a phrase from Popeye, if that's all you can stands and you can't stands no more, maybe you need to not stands no more and change some things. You see, if life was a party all the time, we would never change for the better. Mountaintops are awesome. How many love mountaintops? I love mountaintops. But let me tell you something. You need some valleys. You need some valleys because that's where the change happens. That's where you get in there and you, what you learned on the mountaintop, you can apply it in the valley. Isn't that cool? You can apply it in the valley. It's like going to the store. They give you the equipment so when you go camping and you get out in the rain, you can pull out your poncho. Most of us don't like change unless we're forced to change. 
But I will say, I said this before, and it's, I'm not, again, I'm not trying to be cold, but we deserve what we tolerate. If you can put up with it, and that's all you'll do, that's what you get. Give your neighbor a high five. Here's number five. God has a plan and purpose for your life. He has a plan and a purpose for your life. He's more concerned about your character than your comfort. He is more concerned about your character than your comfort. You're going to be uncomfortable sometimes. There's going to be times that he, he's going to ask you to do something, and you're going to be like, I don't want to do that. Because it's not going to be comfortable. Some of you, just when my wife said, I want you to invite somebody to church for Easter, some of you are like, oh, man, I don't know. And maybe there's somebody you already know you're supposed to invite, but you're kind of a, I was about to say like a kid, you're kind of a scared. I'm kind of a scared to go invite them. Did you know statistics say if you have any kind of relationship with them, uh, you know, on a semi-positive level, 82% chance they'll say yes. 82%. You got more chance of them saying yes than no, and if they say no, okay, ask somebody else. It's all right. You don't have to be responsible for them. Just be responsible for you. God, just let me do what you need me to do. Jacob's going to leave this night a prince with God. God wants your character to be his. Power with God and favor with man. God's going to open doors that no man can open. He's going to shut doors that no man can shut. He's going to pour out blessings on your life and use you for his cause and for his glory. Now listen to me. This is really important. Jacob said to the angel, I'll not let you go until you bless me. In other words, this is the way he's telling God, I'm going to keep you here as long as it takes. When's the last time you ever did something for as long as it takes? You see, we've got to get more aggressive getting the blessing of God. We've got to start understanding we have to hunger and thirst for his righteousness. We have to get desperate. I'm telling you, the world is desperate. There are people around you that are watching you if you proclaim to be a Christian. What are you doing different that will attract them to the kingdom of God? They have enough of the junk they need to see a better way. He wants somebody that'll say, this is what I did. This is how it worked. God is so good, and they see it. Can I tell you, my friends, you cannot argue with fruit. People can say, well, I don't believe that. Show them fruit. God wants to get to the root so you can show them the fruit. It's time we get God's attention. This is your moment. This is your hour. This is your time. You didn't come here for just, hey, let's just have some sweet sweet message and i get it and i love doing those but we need to say god without you without you this is not worth it if we can just come and paint on our face and act like we're we're this okay but but when we go home we're crying we're we're upset we're miserable things are just wrong in our life get them right this is the day we change this is the day he says i don't want to call you what i've called you before what is your name I want you to get to a level where you have power with God and favor with man. Number six is our last point. To do all that we've said is going to take ground level honesty. Ground level honesty. The angel asked him, and this is really crucial. They ask him, this is what the Lord asked him, what is your name? Brett, why is that important? 
Well, if you remember, Jacob fooled his dad. He dressed up like Esau and his dad said, what is your name? And Jacob answered, Esau. Esau was not his name. God is bringing him back to ground zero. What is your name? Turn to your neighbor and say choice. You can keep going the way you're going. Or you can choose. Now, I'm just going to say, I just came through, you know, it's amazing. You know, you preach stuff and you're like, you live it. Um, and, and nothing wrong, but just, you know, I, I like nets. I like having more nets to be able to do more things for the kingdom and be able to supply and all that. And you ever just complain about stuff? Yeah, well, see, I did. And I had success in some things with this particular company, and then I would have no success for a while. And and Kim, isn't it good to have somebody that, <laughs> that can take their finger and go and put their finger on the button that trips your switch? Well, she trips my switch, but that's not the switch I'm talking about. I'm talking about... <laughs> Just trying to keep it real. Button. And she wants to, so she wants to talk about that. I don't want to talk about that. Okay? Don't, I don't want to talk about that. You know why? Because I got pain involved with that. Because I got some things I don't feel I was treated right. I don't, I don't feel I was dealt fairly. And so I have that back here. And so it's just every time I want to talk about that or anybody wants to talk about that, I just want to go blah, blah, blah. There's a moment. So she said, I want you to ask God, what is it? And we were in the car, and I'm telling you, I'm just like, I don't want to talk about it. And she's like, you need to get down to what I'm just telling you today. And I'm like, ah. So I told her, I said, yeah, 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 that's exactly what I'm preaching tomorrow. (laughs) So I went and asked God. I said, how come I've been blessed at times with this, and then I'm not? And it's not like I haven't asked him. It's I haven't listened. Do you hear that? Because sometimes we filter only what we want to hear. Oh, no, 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 no. I don't want to hear that. Or I'm going to change the subject because I don't want to hear that. And this is what he said to me. He says, because it's hard for me to bless something that you keep cursing. God is trying to get Jacob where he needs to be. So he asks him, what is your name? Before when Jacob was asked that, he lied. So now Jacob has to deal with really himself. What is your name? And he says, my name is Jacob. Turn to your neighbor and say, it's time to get real. He's talking to you. Don't slap your neighbor now. <laughs> Somebody back there did. Oh. I love this church. It's really hands-on. It's wonderful. You get slapped, and then they go up for healing. It's amazing. 
You see, when God says, what's your name? You know what God's asking him? Are you still the same? Are you still plagued with that? Are you still going to go back? You get to choose. I mean, now that we peeled the onion, clear back to the ground zero, Jacob is saying, who are you? And he goes, I'm Jacob. It's me. I'm the deceiver. I'm the one. I'm the manipulator. You've wrestled with me. You know who I am. He's not saying I'm somebody else. He says, I'm Jacob. God answered and said, no longer shall you be uh, Israel, you shall be a prince. No longer shall you be Jacob. You'll, You'll be Israel, which is prince. You will have power with God and favor with man. And that night, Jacob was changed. His hip is put out of socket. His character was different. His nature has changed. His future has changed. He didn't walk the same. He didn't talk the same. He didn't act the same. He wasn't the same. People would run into Jacob. they say, hey, Jacob, are you all right? I'm better than all right. I got my George Jefferson walk on, but I'm good. I'm moving up. When Jesus comes, the Bible says, he, you know, we're, this is what we think. I don't think God could do that. Listen, the Bible says he's coming in the twinkling of an eye. We were in a service one time, and, some, and the pastor said, I don't know how soon that is. And a guy jumped up in the back and said, I believe that's one-tenth of a second. I don't know if twinkling's one-tenth of a second, but I just know what's going to happen the time you can blink. If God can do that in the time you can blink, I'm here to tell you this morning, he can change you. You get down to ground zero, he can change your name. He can change your character. He can change your attitude. He can change your circumstances. He can change you. I'm going to have power with God and favor with man. Inside every Jacob is an Israel waiting to come out. Inside every Saul is a Paul. Inside every drug addict. Inside every alcoholic. Inside every person. Inside every heroin addict. There's issues. Inside everyone that has issues, God's waiting to change your name. And let me just tell you, everybody in here, including me, has issues. God is pronouncing, you will have power with me and favor with man. I pray several prayers in the, during the day, every day. When the morning when I get up, I pray the, the prayer of Jabez. I pray the Lord's Prayer. I do my whole prayer in that outline. And I also do this now. I've done this now, and it, and it's, and it works. God, give me power with God and favor with man. I want power with you, God, and favor with man. Maybe you're going through some stuff right now, and that's all you can think about. You might have to lean up against the wind. You might have to press. You might have to be like that woman with the issue of blood. I just, I got to get to him. I got to get to his God. All I need to do is touch him. You could be like the soldier. Just say the word. You just say the word. You don't have to come. Just tell me and I'll go do it. All you need is a little bit of Jesus. But you are the change agent. You are what's needed in this situation. See, so many times we thought it was, I thought it was that it's this company. It's the, they did me wrong. You know what God said? Maybe they did, but here's the problem. The problem's you, Brett. This is a problem. It's you. And I had to start saying, you're right. I'm Brett. I'm Brett. What's your name? Change me. When you line up with God, no weapon formed against you shall prosper. If God before you, who can stand against you? 
You see, when we begin to activate our faith, it's already done. I say it's already done. Cancer must bow. Sickness must bow. Disease, poverty, depression must bow. Insecurity must bow. Heart disease, AIDS, homosexuality, abortion, heroin, alcohol, pornography. All of it has to bow because God is bigger than anything that is coming against you. Are you alive in the building today? The blessing of God wants to come on your life and change who you are. Change your mindset. Change where you're going. Change what you're doing. Change you for the good. We will have the resources needed. We will have the finances needed. If God provides, it's on his bill. He wants to change you. He wants to show you how he can be a blessing to you and you can work for the kingdom and show people Jesus Christ. I'm going to ask my wife to come forward, the prayer team to come forward today. I wonder if there are people here today, young and old alike, who would be saying this. I'm going to get my blessing. I am not going to let go until God, something changes. Could you see yourself wrestling or looking into those wonderful eyes of the Savior that could look and say, you got to get down there, Brett. you got to peel that onion back. you got to get to what's you. Don't let up. Don't quit. If you can just, God, I just got to get to you. Are you done playing games? Are you, are you done pretending? When you give yourself to God with what you got, with who you are right now, that's all it needed. I'm not saying, well, I'm going to wait till I get myself right. No, that's the enemy stalling you. Start right now. God, take me the way I am. Just as I am, all the crap, all the crud, all the sin, all the guilt, take it now. Who are you? I'm Brett. I'm not somebody else. You will have power with God and favor with man. You can be changed through the blood of Jesus Christ. How many today would like to have God say, no more, Jacob, but I want you to put your name in there. How many would like to say no more of that and put your name there? Just put your hand up. How many would like him to put a blessing on you? You could have power with God and favor with man. How many knows that you can be different than when you came in today? You might not say, I didn't sign up for this. I came in to hear a message, a prayer, and a poem. I just want to go to Ryan's. And God says, I got more plans for you than that. Everybody bow your head, close your eyes. Let's pray.